Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What's going on, my friend? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Real English Radio. I am your host, Tony Kaisen, and you are currently listening to an episode about absolutely nothing. As the title suggests, this is talking about nothing, number three to be exact. And I'm just here to talk about whatever comes to mind, my friend. I know it's been a while since I released a new episode. It has been a challenging week, to say the least. I'm currently getting over an ear infection, if you can believe it, man. I don't know if you've ever had an ear infection, but goddamn, they are not fun. They are not pleasant. They are not enjoyable. They are not anything that you would want to experience in life, unless you just enjoy pain, (laughs) unless you just enjoy migraines and dizziness and the inability to do pretty much anything, man. I mean, it's horrible. And you know what the craziest part about it is? It all started with a simple shower. Because the apartment I'm currently in, when I first got here, there was no hot water in the shower. And maybe that's normal where you're from, but for me, that is a very strange thing indeed. I mean, no hot water in the entire apartment, to me, is strange. But the owner of the Airbnb was nice enough to install some hot water in the shower. And I was actually, it's crazy because I was taking showers. I started going to the gym more for the hot showers than for the exercise and benefits to my physical health. Can you believe that? So I was taking showers at the gym. Then a week went by, she installed the hot water in the building. And my first fucking hot shower in this apartment, some water got into my ear and I didn't think much of it. Usually, you know, sometimes water gets into your ear when you're in the pool, you're in the shower. It's normal. And then you kind of have to jump up and down and shake your head a little bit, try to get the water out. And that's what I was doing. But the water wouldn't exit my ear. And I said, okay, no big deal. I'll get it out eventually. <laughs> like, you know, no biggie, no problem. Right? Right? Wrong, my friend. Fucking wrong. Fucking wrong. I woke up the next morning with the migraine of my fucking life. I mean, it was so so bad. I felt like I literally felt like I got hit by a train 
or something like that. It was debilitating, bro. I'm talking about the type of headache, the type of migraine where it hurts to think. You know what I'm saying? It was hard to get out of bed. It was hard to think. It's hard to talk. Couldn't do shit. <sighs> Couldn't do shit, bro. And I had some uh, pain medication, but, and I don't know if all pain, me pain medications are like this, but usually you need to eat something before you take it. Otherwise, it's going to fuck your stomach up and you'll throw up. At least that's what happens to me when I take strong medication. So I knew I had to eat before I could take the medication, but I couldn't even get out of bed to get some fucking food. So I just went back to sleep, slept the whole day, didn't get up till like 4 or 5 p.m. And um, what's strange is after like 7 or 8 in the evening, I felt no pain. It was as if nothing had ever happened. My ear was still a little bit clogged, and it was kind of hard to hear, but there was no pain. So I'm thinking, okay, it's over. Fucking finally, just a bad day. No worries, right? Wake up the next day. The pain was even worse. The pain was even worse. It wasn't just a migraine at that point, but the pain was creeping down the back of my neck. It was, it was in my eyes. I could feel it in my jaw, in my teeth, from the neck up, dog. It was just pain city. Pain train in this bitch. You understand what I'm saying? It was horrific, man. And then again, around 7 or 8 p.m., I felt fine. So I don't, I don't know what that's about. I'm not an expert on the ear, nose, and throat. I don't know what happens when you get an ear infection. All I know is it fucking sucks, man. It sucks. But then my wonderful Airbnb host, she gave me some special drops, some solution that you put into the ear and then you cover it with some cotton balls and you just kind of let it do its thing. And the next day, which was yesterday, I woke up with no pain. So it seems to have worked. My ear is still clogged a little bit. I hear much better in my left ear than I do in my right ear. But the pain is gone. And that's all I care about because pain fucking sucks. I don't know about you. But when I'm in pain, I don't cry. I don't whine. I don't make noise. I just get mad. Pain for me is irritating more than anything else. And I was just fucking irritated. Like, why, you know. <sighs> pain sucks, bro. They say pain is the best teacher, but what the fuck am I supposed to learn from an ear infection and a migraine, my friend? You tell me what I'm supposed to learn from that. Hmm? What the fuck am I supposed to learn from that? <laughs> so do your best to keep water out of your ears because it will fuck you up, bro. It's amazing what a few drops of water in the ear can do to the rest of your body. Like I was dizzy, had the migraines, it's just... A few drops of water in the ear. That was it. Nothing else. You know? And in this very moment, right now, like I said, the pain is gone. But now my right ear is just ringing. Even, like, as I'm speaking these words to you, I just hear... Like, there's a fucking... Like, the bells of Notre Dame are just ringing in my right ear right now. It's so fucking annoying. And the only way to not hear that noise is to have other noise going on like the fan or tv or music that's the only time i don't hear <laughs> fucking a man but you know what i was telling myself those two days of just <sighs> pain train pain city pain town the only thing i could keep thinking to myself was man two things the first one <sighs> what's Sounds strange to say, but it's true is like there are so many people. In fact, the majority of the planet is probably suffering from shit much worse than what you're suffering from. So shut the fuck up. Stop being a bitch, right? Number two, 
what was I telling myself? Number two. Ah, yeah. Number two is that it could always be worse. You know, like it's bad now, but just be thankful that it's not worse than it is because it could be much worse. So that's a lesson for you, my friend. I mean, I know sometimes shit gets hard. You have bad days. Sometimes you're in pain, physical or emotional, psychological pain. But goddamn, man, it can always be worse. It can always be worse. So there's no reason to make your suffering worse than it is by obsessing over the suffering or wishing it would stop or asking, why me? Why is it me? You don't, you know, don't make it worse, bro. Just be happy it's not worse than it is. And that's what I took from that shitty, <laughs> that shitty experience, man. Fuck ear infections. And fuck the water from showers for thinking that they could find a home in my inner ear. What the fuck is wrong with the water, man? What the fuck was the water thinking? There's no goddamn for sale sign in my ears. There's no for rent sign. Can't rent my inner ear. God damn it. The fuck was the water thinking, man? It's disrespectful, if you ask me. Water is disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Just being all fucking wet and shit. Fuck water. Excuse me. I had to take a sip of my Red Bull. I really got to stop drinking Red Bull, man. It's like, I know they're so bad for you, but they are so good at the same time you know because i don't know about you but coffee for me is something that i drink just because it tastes good not because i drink it in the morning and now i have energy and i'm ready to focus that shit doesn't happen with me i could drink three cups of coffee and i'll probably just get sick but i will not have more energy and i will not be able to focus more i drink coffee because it tastes good i drink red bull because i need energy in fact i drink red bull because it gives me wings that's why i drink red bull and I know I got to stop because they're so bad for you. But what am I supposed, you know, what am I supposed to do? Just be tired in the morning? I don't know. What's funny, too, is that I didn't drink coffee for like the first 24 years of my life. I had it a few times here and there. And the problem is I didn't know how to drink coffee. And I didn't know the difference between quality coffee and American coffee. <laughs> Because, man, American coffee fucking sucks. It's like hot water. I guess that's what coffee is, really. But, I mean, like, quality coffee, bro, is, is obviously just different. And I was drinking, I my first experiences with coffee were American coffee, you know? And I was like, why do people drink this shit? This is stupid. This is nasty. This bitter fucking blech. But even quality coffee, just straight black, no sugar, no nothing. I don't know how people do that. I, I'm, but you know what? Actually, I'm I'm lying because I've had I've had some black coffee in Brazil and actually here in Colombia as well. No sugar, no nothing, and it was actually really good. So I'm talking, I'm I'm bullshitting. Sometimes black coffee is good, but it has to be a quality. It has to come from a quality bean, you know. And just in case you don't know, when I say black coffee, what I mean. When I say black coffee, what I think most Americans mean when they say black coffee is just the coffee itself. No sugar, no cream, no nothing. If I'm not mistaken, in some countries when you say black coffee, that could mean with sugar. I pretty, I'm pretty sure I remember somebody telling me that when I was in Brazil. If I have any Brazilian friends listening to me, send me a message, let me know if that's true, because I don't remember. But what I mean is just straight coffee, no sugar, no cream, no milk, nothing. 
And for the first 24 years of my life, I was just like, man, coffee's fucking that. Why do people drink this shit? The fuck, man? But then I don't know what happened. I think I learned how to prepare coffee the way I like it. First of all, you need quality coffee and then put a little bit of sugar in there. Then you're good to go. I don't put milk in my shit. I don't put cream in my shit. That's not really my style. I just like a little bit of sugar to, to, you know, to manage the bitterness. You know what I'm saying? And now I love it. I drink coffee, not all the time, but a good cup of coffee is fantastic. And for a long time, I was just like, nah, fuck that. Give me a Red Bull, cuz. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm hooked on Red Bull just because I need wings. You feel me? I also don't eat breakfast. We were talking about this on Discord last night. Everybody has different morning routines and dietary habits and all that type of stuff. And I'm the, the kind of person that I typically eat two meals a day, not three. I wake up in the morning, it's either water or Red Bull, and I don't eat until lunchtime. I'll just work all morning, and then I eat at lunch. Because if I eat in the morning, usually I feel sluggish and lazy, and like once I eat, I just want to chill. I don't want to get to work. You know what I mean? So I just need to get up and get to work. Work all, work all morning, and then I feel like I've earned a meal, and now it's time to eat, and I can enjoy it. I wait until I'm actually hungry to start eating. And I also eat dinner relatively late, 8.30, 9 o'clock, sometimes 10 o'clock. Because if I eat too early, some people eat dinner at 6.30, 7 o'clock, bro. And it's like, how are you not hungry again before you go to bed? I, I don't go to bed until like 1 or 2 in the morning most nights. So if I eat at 6.30 or 7, I'm going to be hungry again. And if I'm hungry, I can't go to sleep. I need to eat. So I'm basically eating two dinners. So I'd rather just wait till 8.30, And then I go to bed. I usually wake up around 7 most days. But I don't eat until like 12, 12.30, you know. I heard in some medical podcasts with doctors talking, I've read in some articles before, that it's actually good for you not to eat so many meals. It's actually good for you to fast. And just in case you don't know what fasting is, it's just not eating. <laughs> That's basically what it is, right? If you are fasting, you are choosing not to eat, even though you probably should, right? Like my friends who practice, or I don't know the correct way to say this, practice Ramadan, participate in Ramadan, observe Ramadan. If I'm not mistaken, it's for 30 days, maybe 31. I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, you guys. But if I'm not mistaken, it's 30 or 31 days, and you cannot eat while the sun is up. I remember I was living in Dallas, Texas. There are a lot of East Africans in Dallas. And I used to play football with them or soccer. I used to play soccer with them all the time. And I remember during the month of Ramadan, it was really tough for them because they would continue living their lives, going to work, going to school and playing football. And all they could do was, I think, just drink water. I'm not even sure if you can drink water during the day. I don't remember all of the rules, for lack of a better term. I don't remember. But the point is, from the time the sun goes, or from the time the sun comes up to the time the sun goes down, no eating, no snacks, no meals, no nothing, nothing. Then once the sun goes down, they would just eat a gigantic plate of food and go to sleep. And the reason I'm saying, it just made me think of that. What I was trying to say was that I've heard many times and I've read a couple of times 
that fasting is actually good for you and your immune system. People who regularly practice fasting, people who regularly fast, actually live longer. It's better for your health, you know, because it, it puts your body in survival mode. I don't remember exactly how they explained it, but the punchline or the point of what I'm saying is like overeating and excess of food is actually bad for you. And creating that scarcity sometimes in your life in terms of food and nutrition is actually a good thing. But I don't know. That's one thing about medical information, especially these days, is how do you know it's true, bro? How do you, how the fuck do you know? Instagram, you go on Instagram and 10 people say one, 10 people say 10 things. You get on TikTok, 10 people say 10 more things. You listen to a podcast, 10 people say 10 more things. You read some articles, you talk to actual doctors and everybody's telling you slightly different versions of the story, man. And you're like, well, shit, <sighs> what am I supposed to do? You know? It's a strange thing about the time that we live in. Like, and it's always been true. Nobody really knows, especially us uneducated people. We never really know if the information we're being given is true. But I guess before the age of information, you just kind of like you had less sources of information. So you had less to worry about or think about. And you just took whatever you heard is true because there's only a few people that you can even ask. They're probably saying more or less the same thing. So this must be the truth. I don't fucking know. They, he's wearing a lab coat. He's got a nice bow tie. He sounds educated. He must know what he's talking about, right? But nowadays, it's like, shit. It's so easy to falsify information. It's so easy to pretend that you know what you're talking about. There's so many more sources of information, and many of them are conflicting. So you have to use your critical thinking skills. And most of us don't have those because they were never taught to us. And so you're just like, ah, just do what I feel. I like the way he says it. So I'm just going to assume that what he's saying is true. I don't like the way he says it. So he must be wrong. That's like the new way of deciding what's true, isn't it? Strange times, man. Strange times we live in. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Man, you know, another thing that's been on my mind lately is the importance of making the first move, the importance of going after what you want. This has been on my mind for many reasons. One of them is because I recently opened another Discord server where people can make friends and practice English and stuff like that. And we're currently in the 
I'm, I'm doing a little test phase with a small group of people so we can test different ideas and events and I can see what works and what doesn't work, what changes I need to make and really create the best experience and the best place on the internet for people to make friends and practice English. So we started with a small test group before opening it to everyone. And this is my second time opening a Discord server for people to practice languages. And both times I've done it, I've noticed the same thing, which is most people, unfortunately, choose to just like sit around and wait for somebody else to make a move before they make a move. So what I mean is imagine we're on a Discord server and you've been saying for years, God damn, I wish I had people to practice English with. God damn, I wish I could make friends and talk to people and have fun learning English. And then somebody creates that place for you and brings other people for you to talk with. But then you just kind of get on Discord, look to see what other people are doing. And you wait for somebody else to send the first message or you wait for somebody else to get on a voice channel and start a conversation and then you'll join. You wait for somebody else to make the first move, even though you could easily be the person who says, hey, guys, let's start a conversation. Hey, guys, let's let's do a voice call. Hey, guys, let's talk about this. You could easily do that. You just don't. You just wait for somebody else to do it. So a lot of people are just like sitting around looking at each other, waiting for somebody to say the first thing or for somebody to start a conversation when they could do it themselves. You know, and I don't I mean, I'm sure there's multiple reasons for why that is. But the point is that I think a lot of people don't understand the importance and the value of making the first move. Because at the end of the day, your destiny is in your hands. You can't control what other people do. So if you're constantly waiting for other people to do something as a signal that it's time for you to do something, you may never do anything, not just with English, but in life, bro, in life. If you truly want something, you got to go for it, right? So if you truly want to improve your English, if you truly want to make friends and talk to people, you have to go for it. You have to make the first move, take the first step, say the first words. You need to do that. Don't wait for other people to do that. And so sticking with the context of learning English, unfortunately, I think a lot of people, when they say I really want or need to learn English, what they mean is it would be so nice if I could learn English, but they don't really want to. And I say this all the time, because if you if you really want something, you're just going to go get it. Right. Like if you're truly thirsty, if you're truly thirsty, you are going to find a way to get something to drink. If you are truly hungry. You are going to find a way to get something to eat. If you truly want to learn something, you're going to find a way to get the information. I don't care what you say. If you're listening to this podcast, you are not in the category of people who don't have access to the information, right? Because, I mean, I can hear it already in my ears, in my brain. People say, no, Tony, you don't understand. In some places... There's lots of poverty. In some places, there's no opportunities. Bro, if you have a device that can play this podcast, I don't want to hear shit. I don't want to hear none of that. None of that, especially when it comes to learning a language. You are listening to this podcast because you want to learn a language. So to say that you're incapable of getting online and finding people to talk to or getting online and finding answers to your questions about English, connecting with other people is bullshit. It's bullshit. Most people are just waiting for somebody else to make the first move. Most people just want everything done for them. I want to learn English, but I want somebody else to create the place where we can practice. I want somebody else to find all the people and bring them here. And I want those other people to come to me and talk to me so that I can learn. But that's selfish, bro. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. You're leaving your entire future. You're leaving 
the skills that you want. You're leaving the results that you want, the outcome that you want in the hands of other people who most likely don't give a fuck about you. And more importantly, don't even know that you want what you say you want. If you don't come to people and make it known, I want to practice English. I want to have a conversation. They're not in your head, bro. How are they going to know that? So you need to make the first move. You need to go to them and say, hey, guys, I want to talk about this. And you don't just say, I want to talk because that doesn't, what the fuck does that mean? To, hey, guys, I have something to talk about. I've put in the work. I've found a conversation topic. I'm ready to have a conversation. Would you like to join me? You make it easy for them to say yes. Try that just once. Just once. And I guarantee it's going to be much better than you saying, man, I, I need to learn English. And then just sitting there and staring at the wall or going back to social media or doing something else. Guaranteed, bro. So if you want something, you got to go after it. You need to make the first move. If you join a Discord server where you're meant to practice English and make friends, you need to try to practice English and make friends. Which is very different from waiting for somebody to try to make friends with you and practice English with you. It's two completely different things. And most people choose option number two because it's easier. You know, people are afraid of being rejected or people say they don't know what to talk about or people say this and people say that. There's a million excuses. But at the end of the day, if you want something, you're going to go for it. There's not a person alive that can convince me otherwise. I could be wrong, but in my mind, that is fact. I've seen it time and time and time again, proven it to myself and people on the Discord server who actually see success and make friends and have a great time. They've proven it to me as well. All right. There's nothing stopping you from getting online and meeting people. There's nothing stopping you from joining the Discord server and starting conversations, approaching other people, being interested in somebody other than yourself. There's nothing stopping you from doing that except you. I don't care what you say. That's just what it is. You know? And that's in life in general, bro. If you, if you want something, you got to go for it. You make the first move. You speak first. You say hello. You get the party going. You set the tone. You don't wait for somebody else. You don't be passive. Or even worse, passive aggressive. You know, bro. No. Be assertive and go after what you want. It's the only way to get the results that you're looking for. Otherwise, it'll be six months, nine months, 12 months from now. And you'd be like, what the man? Why am I not making progress? Man, learning English is so hard. There's nobody to talk to. You know how many times a fucking day? How many times a day I hear somebody say, or I see in my fucking comments on social media, it's even sometimes emails. People say, I have nobody to talk to. How do I find people to talk to? You go on Google and you type in language exchange apps. You hit enter. And you see the list of apps that appear. You click one, download it, create a profile, and you talk to people, bro. You cannot tell me that is like novel information. We know this. We know this. It's insane, man. Even like the first time I opened the Discord server, told everybody about it, tons of people would join. And then they would just not interact. They'd be waiting for somebody else to interact. It's insane. So just excuses. I have nobody to talk to. What you're saying is I don't want to put in the effort to find someone to talk to. That's really what's being said. You know? I don't know, man. Maybe I'm being harsh, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Because it's not, it's not rocket science and there's nothing new 
that you need to know about or learn. We know the most common apps, HelloTalk, Tandem, Lingbee, Discord, Omegle, Free for Talk. You've heard of these apps. If you're listening to my podcast, if you follow me on social media, you've heard of these apps. If, you're, if you've been learning languages and actively searching for the solution to your problem, you've heard of these solutions. You know they exist. You know this. If you want to learn a language, you know how to do it. You've probably, been, you've probably watched 10, 15, 20 videos on how to think in English, how to learn English, the super secret method, the easiest and fastest way. Like, come on, bro. We know this shit. You read, write, listen, and speak with real people every day. You want to find people to talk to? You download an app, create a profile, and you start contacting people until you find one that you like and have something in common with and can talk with every day for at least 30 minutes. That's it. That's it, bro. So let this be, let this be the day that you say, you know what? Tony's right. I'm going to stop making fucking excuses. And I'm going to just put in the work because I said I want the shit. So now it's time for me to go get the shit because nobody's going to come knocking on my door saying, hey, here's the solution that you want. And guess what? It's totally fucking free. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. Take my word for it. It's not going to happen. You want the shit? Go get the shit, bro. I'm going to get off that topic because the more I talk about it, the more it's just like, honestly, it's like. I'm tired of talking about it. And I know that some people listening to this right now need to hear it, but it's like, God damn, bro. When are we going to accept the fact that if we want shit, we have to work for it? In life in general, we just, I think part of it, part of the problem is we've just gotten so used to everything being so instantaneous, so readily available, so easily accessible and fucking free that we expect everything in life to be that way. And it's just not. Life is not social media and life is not Amazon.com. It's not press a button and it's delivered to your door in 24 hours without you having to think or worry about it. That is not how life works. That is not how valuable things are attained. And like intuitively, you know this, bro, because if that were not true, we'd all be millionaires. We'd all have the lives of our fucking dreams. And it just doesn't work like that. You know this, but for some reason, we like to forget it when it's convenient, right? And it just does, it does not work that way. You have to put in the work. If you want quality relationships, you have to work on your communication skills, learn how to talk to other people, learn how to think about someone other than yourself, learn how to be interested in other people, learn how to listen attentively with the intention of understanding the person you're listening to and not just responding with something impressive to make yourself sound smart, right? You have to learn how to approach people. You have to get over your social anxiety. You have to practice having conversations if you want to get better at it. And then put in the work to maintain the relationship, which is getting harder and harder these days because everybody just prefers the easiest option, which is just staring at their fucking cell phone as opposed to looking somebody in the face and talking to them for a little bit. When it's so much better, you and I both know Quality relationships with people you actually have a connection with is so much better than staring at your phone for six hours a day. We know this. It's just easier to do the latter than it is to do the former, right? You know this shit. You want more money? You need more skills. Put in more work. 
You want to speak more languages? You need to study more. You need to practice more. You need to talk to more people. It is like, it's not easy, but it's simple, bro. There's no reason to overcomplicate it. And if you're doing nothing but making excuses, it's probably because you don't really want it. I hate to be the one to tell you that, my friend, but it's, it's the truth. If every time you've, you're going to do something that you intuitively know is important, but you're just making excuses or procrastinating or putting it off, it's probably because you don't really want it. Even though it's what you need, even though it's actually important. It's just you're trying to avoid the pain of not being good at it immediately or the pain of rejection or the pain of having to actually go through the process as opposed to just waking up and being amazing at the shit. You're trying to avoid all of that. So you just make excuses. I feel like that's a lot of people's problems is they just uh, prefer to make excuses instead of putting in the work to get what they want. Even when you put the solution on a silver platter, Hey guys, I created this amazing place where we can make friends and, and practice English. It's easier to just make excuses and it's, oh, I, I'm busy. Oh, tomorrow. Oh, sorry. Next time. Because uh, you don't really want it. I said I was going to stop talking about that. I could go on for fucking days. But let me let, let this be the message to y'all. I'm fucking tired, bro. We, because I know it's other teachers as well. People in general, not just teachers. People are tired of hearing your bullshit excuses on why you can't do something. Because guess what? Anything that's worth doing, anything that's valuable, it's going to be hard. Get that shit through your head. And none of us, nobody, not even your mommy and daddy, give a fuck about your excuses, bro. Either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. You choose. Simple as that. That's it. (laughs) So let's leave it at that. Speaking of getting shit done, man, you know, one thing that uh, I think about from time to time, something that frustrates me a little bit, and this is not a real problem, but it is slightly frustrating, is that there are so many ideas and so little time to realize all of them. Speaking about the podcast, I have so many fucking ideas for this podcast, so many ideas for cool things that we could do to help people have more fun learning English and learn more effectively I'm trying to create this community where people can practice and learn, but it's just like, man, where's all the time to do all these things? I wish I had like four of me and could just have them running 24 seven or when one's sleeping, the other one could be working and vice versa. So many ideas, man. So many different topics to talk about. So many things to discuss and there's just so little time, man. So little time. The same thing with like content in general. I find that like I'm a really, really, really big. I have a really big appreciation for art in general, whether it's movies, series, books, paintings, music. And it's just like so interesting to think that there's so much content out there and you'll never be able to consume all of it in 10 lifetimes. Even just of the stuff that you're interested in, not all the content in existence, just the stuff that you want to consume. There's not enough time. So many movies you'll never see, so many books you'll never read, songs you'll never hear, you know, and places you'll never go and people you'll never meet. (laughs) Yeah, man, which is all the more reason to just like not waste time. It's wasting time feels so good. Wasting time is so easy. 
It's the best, man. Just being fucking lazy and doing nothing. It's awesome, isn't it? It is the shit. But um, it's a double-edged sword. And a double-edged sword is something that is both good and bad at the same time. It's beneficial and harmful at the same time. I mean, if you think of a sword, usually there's the blade that you use to cut or impale things or people. And then there's the handle so that you don't cut yourself. But a double-edged sword is just one long fucking blade. So no matter where you put your hand, you're going to cut yourself and whatever you're trying to cut. Hopefully that, hopefully I explained that clearly enough, but that's a double-edged sword. So metaphorically speaking, wasting time is like a double-edged sword because conserving energy and just relaxing and taking it easy and just fucking chilling with the homies that's cool, man. It feels amazing. But every minute that you spend not doing anything is also a minute that you spend not doing anything. <laughs> that didn't come out right. Every minute that you spend just chilling and doing nothing in particular is a minute you could be spending making progress towards what you actually want in life, whether it's more money, better relationships, more skills, whatever, whatever it is. So it's a double-edged sword, like you have to find that balance. And that's what life is about, right? Finding the balance that's right for you. And it took me a while to learn that too, which is like there's more than one way to skin a cat, which means there's more than one way to do something. If you ever hear somebody say that, there's more than one way to skin a cat, what they're saying is there's more than one way to do something. There's not just one right way. I don't know where that expression comes from, or excuse me, that idiom. I don't know where it comes from, but it sounds horrific. Like, who was the person that figured out there's more than one way to skin a cat? Why the fuck were they skinning cats? Like, what the fuck? Why would you skin a cat? I, I could understand, like, a big cat, a lion, a leopard. And maybe that's what they were talking about. I don't know. Hopefully they're not talking about little house cats. Why the fuck would you skin a house cat? And maybe you don't know what I'm saying. To skin an animal means to remove the skin from the animal. Take a knife. Little by little, just cut the skin off the animal. So who the fuck was out there skinning cats, dog? Cats, dog? Who was skinning cats, dog? Y'all remember that? I don't know if this TV show came on in your country when you were a kid, but there was a, a cartoon called Cat Dog. Used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. And it was literally an animal that was half cat, half dog. One end of the animal had the head of a dog and two legs. The other end of the animal had the head of a cat and two legs. How that animal used to go to the bathroom, I don't know. I don't know if they shared the same stomach. I don't know how they reproduce. I don't understand the logistics of the situation, but the point is, it was a cat dog. It was half cat, half dog. God damn it. So who's out there skinning cats, dog? What was I talking about? Oh yeah, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? There's more than one way to live life. It took me years to figure that out because for a long time, I um, didn't have much guidance or influence when I was a young man. I was kind of lost and didn't really know where to go or what to do. I just knew from a very young age that the stereotypical good life or traditional life or whatever just wasn't for me. And what I mean is like, okay, I go to school, I be a good boy, I get good grades, I go to a great 
college or university. Then I get my degree and I find some great job at some corporation. And then I work nine to five. I work nine to six for the next 50 years. And then I retire and then struggle the rest of my life because my pension isn't enough to survive. And then I die. That's what I thought life was when I was like 14 or 15. And I was like, man, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit, bro. No, sir. But then I realized that um, you don't have to choose that. Or at least I don't. I, don't. I can't speak about you or anybody else. But I realized I didn't have to, to choose that. I could, choose my, I could create my own variation of that. Because obviously you need to work. You need to gain skills. You need to make money and all that type of stuff. But with enough time, education, and focus, you can like figure out how to do it your way. You know? There's not just one way to live life. There's not a right way to live life. You have to figure out what's right for you. You got to figure out what's the right balance of work and play and entertainment and education and quality time. And, you know, you have to decide how you want to spend your time. Nobody else can tell you that. In fact, nobody tells you that ever. Most people don't tell you like, hey, it's just your life. You can do whatever you want with it. In some places, in some families and in some cultures, it's seen as selfish to do what you want with your life. And I guess it's because I was born and raised in the U.S. and individualism is really important to us. Freedom is really important to us. So I'm not saying that you're a fucking sucker if you live for other people. I'm not saying that's stupid. I'm not saying it's wrong or bad. I'm just saying that it's kind of strange to think that you wouldn't try to live life in a way that's best for you and instead live life in a way that's best for other people. That's kind of it's a strange idea to me. Obviously, you need to take other people into consideration and be respectful and courteous and take care of your family, respect your neighbors and do what's good for society at large. But sometimes what's good for society and what's good for you, those two things are conflicting. You know, and I'm just saying in some cases, it's better if you do what's best for you, you know, because society doesn't give a fuck about you. You know, <laughs> at least mine doesn't. So um, what I'm trying to say. Is that at the end of the day, you decide how you spend your limited time on this earth. And I just think it's fucking dumb to live it trying to meet other people's expectations. I think what a much better idea, I think a much better idea is to figure out what you want, what you truly want, and then understand why you want that. And then figure out how you are going to get that. And then stop wasting time on bullshit. And it'll be that much easier to get whatever it is you've decided that you want. That's what I'm trying to say. And it took me a long time to figure that out. And of course, each lifestyle, no matter what you choose, it's going to have pros and cons, advantages, disadvantages, you know, nothing's, I mean, I guess that's the point is you just have to choose what's best for you, what your balance is. You know, some people like working 80 hours a week. Other people only want to work 20. Some people cringe at the thought of having children or raising a family and being a husband or a housewife or a fucking you know what i'm saying other people that is their goal in life to be a mother to be a father to raise a family some people want to be engineers other people want to be painters some people want to fucking be farmers you know what i'm saying you just have to figure out what's best for you bro and i think one thing that we're not really taught as children unfortunately is the importance of experimenting trying different shit you know what I mean? 
from a very young age, you should be involved in a bunch of different activities as soon as possible. Do work at a bunch of different companies, try different jobs just to see what you like and don't like, to see what you're naturally good at and what you naturally hate. Because all of that gives you more information about what you should be doing with your time. And a lot of us just, we have this predetermined path that wasn't even created by us. And we think, oh, I just need to follow the path and be a good boy and do what people say I should do. And then you're fucking 45 and you have a midlife crisis. Like, holy shit, I never had any dreams. I never chased my dreams. I'm depressed. I'm going to die without having lived. Some sad shit, man. So if you're still at the age where you can experiment and you can try different things, fucking try it, man. It's better than sitting at home and waiting for reality to come knocking on your door and slap you in the face with an open hand because it's going to happen. You know, sooner or later, somebody's going to decide what you do with your time. It can be you or it can be the world. It's your choice. You know what I mean? Which is why anytime I talk to a young person, they, I'm probably, it's probably annoying for these young people, but anytime I get the chance to talk to them and they express their doubts about what they should be doing or where they should go or how they should spend their time or who they should be, it's like, bro, the best and worst news is you get to choose. So just get out there and experience life. Put your fucking phone down. Get out there and experience life. Or if you're going to use your phone, use it to educate yourself. Use it to figure out what, what is out there in the world? What kind of jobs people are doing? Where do people live? How much does it cost to live there? Could I live there? What would I need to live there? What are the people like? What language do they speak? You know, because just, just knowing that other things exist changes the way that you see the world. So if you never leave your country or your state or your city or your fucking neighborhood, you have a very, 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 very limited perspective on the world. But by getting out there and experiencing different things, talking to different people, trying different jobs, listening to different people and their stories and experiences, you can learn through them. And they show you little by little more than you ever could have imagined. Because you can only learn and experience so much by yourself. So by getting out there into the world, interacting with other people, having them share their experiences and stories and knowledge with you, that puts more information into your head. And it helps you form a better, more clear perspective of the world. And I know what I'm saying probably sounds vague, but the point I'm trying to make with all these words is that experience is a good thing. Lack of experience is not a good thing. In most cases, in most cases, it's subjective. But you, you get what I'm trying to say, right? You're smart. You know what I'm talking about. So you got to get out there and experience different shit, man. Because like I said, Knowing that different things exist, different ways of life exist, different jobs exist, different people exist, it changes the way you see the world and it might even change what you want out of life. And of course, it could be good or bad, I don't know. But for me, it's always better to get more exposure. I guess for some people it's not, right? Sometimes it's better if you don't expose somebody to everything because then they get like, analysis paralysis and they can't choose one thing i've definitely had that problem in the past and you have too many choices and you know about too many things it's like well shit which one should i choose and sometimes it's better if you only have a few choices you just pick one and then be okay with that we see that in the dating market right in the dating scene these days with apps like tinder and hinge and bumble and all this other bullshit people are 
subtly being trained to believe that there are so many choices out there. I probably, I think I've said this on the podcast before. It's like, man, you know how many people there are in the world? If you're not happy with this person, go find somebody else. But you got to take that with a grain of salt because you don't have unlimited options. Most of us don't because most people are average. You know, if you're like a 10, then yeah, you got tons of options, bro. Fucking have fun, you know, but most people are not 10s, right? So you got to be, you know, you got to be realistic, be pragmatic. And what I'm saying is in the dating market these days, people are being trained to believe that they have so many options and choices. And so they're, even if they choose one, they're never really content with that choice because in the back of their mind, it's like, well, what if I would have chosen that one or 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 that one? Because there's so many. You see so many different faces in 30 minutes swiping on one of these apps. You think there's so many options out there. You think all of these are potential partners when they're not. So sometimes too much choice is a really bad thing. I get, you You know, I'm sitting here listening to myself talk and it's, it's all of it is subjective because every positive thing I say, depending on how you look at it, it could be negative. And every negative thing I say, depending on how you look at it, it could be positive. And that's just life, man. It's all about perspective. I think the more experience you gain, the sharper and more clear your perspective can be. I could be wrong about that, but in my experience, that's the case. Just walking around ignorant and oblivious to the world with no experience, not talking to anybody, not doing anything. I think that's much worse than actually getting out there and living life and gaining experience. Because with experience comes feedback. And with feedback, you can then make better choices in every aspect of life. So get out there and get some experience, man. It's good for you. And this isn't some fucking motivational speech. I hate when I get to this part of talking about nothing. I always somehow end up at this point, which is like, get out there and live your life and fucking do it. You're the best. I hate that shit. I am not a fan of motivational speeches. I'm really not. I think they're stupid. Motivational speeches are actually inspirational speeches. There is a clear distinction between those two things. Motivation comes from within. Motivation is the reason that you have for doing something. It is what motivates you. It gives you a motive or a reason to do something. But nobody else can give you that. It comes from within, right? Nobody can give you that, especially not in a speech where they're saying shit that you already know. You're powerful. You're the best. You've got the lion within you. Get out there and do it. First of all, why the fuck are you yelling is the question I always have. You know, second of all, it's like, okay, I already know that, bro. Well, you know, I still don't want to do this shit. I still want to go at home. I want to go home and go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Fuck inspirationals because inspiration is just like you hear something or see something and you get this intense rush of emotion and you feel like you could do anything. You feel like you could go anywhere. You could accomplish whatever you put your, that's inspiration, right? But inspiration comes and goes motivation is something that will always be there it's like the roots of a tree you know and without the roots the tree is not going to grow the same way without motivation you are not going to take action inspiration you know that shit just makes you feel like you can do anything but then you go home you leave the motivational speech you go home and reality slaps you in the face and it's like oh yeah i actually have to do it now 
He didn't tell me that in the speech. He didn't mention that part. God damn, I just paid $600 for a motherfucker to yell at me. <laughs> I, I paid $600 for somebody to yell at me. You're the best. Go do it. Yeah. I paid for that shit. And now I come home and I still have to do the work myself. This is some bullshit. Right? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> all right my friend i just realized it's the time it's uh almost 11 a.m i gotta get on discord got a group discussion with my friends this morning we're almost at the hour mark and uh the time flew to be honest with you man i want to thank you for being here as always i always try to make a point to thank you for your time and attention because you could be giving it to anybody but you decided to give it to me with this hour of real english radio so I really appreciate y'all being here. Big shout out to all of my new listeners. The listenership is growing. Shout out to my new listeners in Saudi Arabia, out in Poland, out in Serbia. Where else? Dominican Republic. I gave y'all a shout out last week. I think it was in Japan and Malaysia, Ethiopia, Angola, Mozambique. All of y'all, man. I got much love for y'all. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Got a lot more episodes coming soon. Now that my health is back in order, we're going to get back to the grind, baby. More episodes, more English, more entertainment and education coming your way very soon. But that's it for now. This has been another episode of Real English Radio. I am your host, Tony Kaizen, and I will certainly talk to you soon. Peace. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.